Triggers can be our secret enemy. I know. I've been triggered. And I've taken it out on others who triggered me without even knowing it. Others who I care about and respect. It makes me sad, but it also makes me realistic because triggers are in all of us and they're going to pop up at different times in our lives. But triggers don't necessarily need to be our enemy. They can be our friend. Because if we look at triggers as our friend, we're saying thank you, friend, for popping up. Thank you for reminding me of something that's been tormenting me. And now I can take a look at it in a healthy and positive way. There's the ticket though, in a healthy and positive way, if we're receptive to looking at it in a healthy, positive way. So many people are triggered and they don't even understand it. And they're triggered in a way that could potentially sabotage a relationship and they don't even understand why. I guess that's why I'm making this podcast. I want everyone who hears this to realize that triggers happen to all of us. How could it not? How could they not? We've all had experiences. I mean, I I sent up a meme out the other night about um, coping strategies developed as children don't work as coping strategies in adulthood. And I firmly believe that. And I understand the concept of attachment theory. And attachment theory is all about our brains are initially wired based on our bond with our primary caregivers. Plain and simple. And through neuroplasticity, our brain can be rewired and rewired and rewired. And that's healthy. But if we decide that for whatever reason, subconsciously, that we're going to take these initial wirings into our adulthood, clearly, they're not going to work. For the majority of the time, they're not going to work. A young child's brain is not able to process information and develop coping strategies that will work from them, for them, in their adulthood. I mean, I see it that way. Hopefully you do. I mean, if you don't, please send me a message like one individual did on my social media, agreeing with me wholeheartedly to a certain extent. And I appreciate that. 
But going back to triggers, triggers are like resentments. They're the silent killers. We can unknowingly, subconsciously build up a resentment in any type of relationship without even realizing that we're building up the resentment. And then all of a sudden, resentments explode in a way that we don't plan for them to explode, and more than likely, negatively. It's the same way with triggers. And triggers can happen at any point in our life. And I'm not saying don't be afraid of triggers. What I'm saying is recognize that they happen in all of us because we've all experienced stuff. We've internalized stuff. And when somebody says something or somebody reacts in a certain way or we perceive something around us, it triggers. Our brain goes back to, oh, I remember a situation like that. I didn't like it. I reacted this way. This is the way that I need to react in this situation as well. But it's important to remember situations are not the same. That's why I refer to them as situational. Events in our life are situational. And by events, I could mean something for the long haul. Like when I was involved with Jerry. And through that relationship, I internalized that I could not trust. I couldn't trust in other people and I couldn't trust myself because I was constantly beaten down. You don't know what you're talking about. You've got to be wrong because I need to be right. And so when I came out of the relationship, not only did I believe that I wasn't able to be right about anything, I believed that I wasn't able to share my difference of opinion with anybody because it would start the sky falling down. It would be a disaster because, of course, I couldn't share my opinion, let alone be right. These are the triggers that happened to me And they're not the only triggers, but I'm sharing these with you because I want you to listen to what I'm saying and reflect on your own experiences and see if maybe, maybe you can stop a trigger from happening by realizing it early on. And the majority of us can't do it all on our own. It takes help. And there's no shame in asking for help, a.k.a. that's the reason I do what I do as a therapist. But it's also the reason why I do what I do 
in my podcast because I've lived to tell and I've got a lot to tell I'm going to end it with till next time